And while Helen was talking with Holland America, she asked for an interview with the ship's captain on the Zydadan. And he's come out of the vessel since it left Fort Lauderdale in early January, and he'll be there until it returns there in May this year. Captain Fredo Kramer explains what makes these long voyages so special and why they get many passengers returning. Welcome to Travel Riders Radio, Captain. Thank you, Helen. Pleasure to be here. Now, you have been uh, at the helm of the World Cruise since it started in early January. How long have you been captaining ships? Oh, captaining ships about four and a half years or so. Uh, before that, uh, I was second in command staff captain for about uh, eight or nine years. And where are you from? I am from Holland, the Netherlands. I'm uh, raised, but I was born in Kiwi, New Zealand, Wellington. And I live in the United States in New Jersey, near Asbury Park, uh, the <laughs> town of Bruce Springsteen. Oh, wow. So you're a, you're a global man. <laughs> in more ways yeah. than one. Yeah, so, so you're on Zydadam. And yes. you, well, what was it like to visit Wellington on this trip? Did you go to Wellington? Yeah, we went to Wellington a couple of days ago. Actually, uh, that was our last port call. Uh, I used to have, it's still windy Wellington because we had a lot of wind. But it, yeah, it's always nice to be back in, in New Zealand. Uh, I've been there a couple of times uh, for work, of obviously, cruising um, around the world. And uh, yeah, it is nice to be back. And I always want to go by the house I'm born, but I never get around to it. Or I used to live, let me put it that way. Wellington's obviously surrounded by water. So is that where you developed your passion for the sea? Um, according to my mom, uh, my first uh, word was boat. So my father used to work for a shipping company, uh, Ned Lloyd, uh, at the time. And, um, and and I always had an, uh, yeah, I did have a strong uh, affection to water. And when I was very young, five, six, seven, I started competitive sailing as well. And, um, and at a certain moment, my dad, uh, I wasn't uh, doing so well at school. I was a little bit of a difficult child. And my dad said, it's better that you go to a trade school and that's why I went to a maritime college. And uh, from there on, I, I worked over the ranks and I went back to a bachelor, get a bachelor degree. And I started working uh, for Holland America Line in 2001. Wow. So you've been there for quite some time. That's really great. Yeah, it's a good employer. So you have 19, you can carry 1,964 passengers and you've got about 1,500 on this one. Do you always do the world cruises? And how many have you done? Oh, um, now actually our hotel general manager did 19 world cruises, so he's the expert. I did about three or four as staff captain. As captain, this is my first one. And uh, before that, I did a grand voyage around South America as captain. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's the first uh, world cruise as captain. Oh, well, congratulations. I bet it feels good to be in charge. How many crew do you actually have under you and how many on the bridge at any one time? Oh, those are uh, good questions. Um, at the bridge uh, is meant always. Uh, so basically, uh, in port, there's always a lookout and an, uh, and an AB helmsman and an officer of the watch. And then when at sea, there are always two officers, one navigator, one co-navigator. So we have a check and balance system. And then there's one lookout and one helmsman because we can steer the ship with, uh, by computer or by uh, manual, same as uh, back in the day yeah, when you see the the movies 
So we do that, and then if uh, we enter a port or we have restricted visibility or we have traffic, then the captain or staff captain uh, comes on the bridge as well, and then we are more people. So at all times, there's a lot of people uh, on the bridge. And for myself, uh, I have uh, a couple direct reports, which is the hotel director, the chief engineer, and the staff captain, and the human resource officer and the environmental officer. And what they do... One runs the hotel operation, which is hundreds of crew. The staff captain runs the nautical part, the chief engineer the technical part, and then, of course, we have the human resources. And um, and environment is for environmental compliance, which is very important. And you have about a total of 759 crew on board and 1,366 guests, give or take. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. So how many ports will Zotadam be visiting on this world cruise for the first time? Oh, that's a difficult question. I wouldn't know, to be honest with you, because the ship, when you come on board the ship, there is one staircase and it's dedicated to all kinds of, uh, and we call this a plaque, uh, which is an, uh, if you go in the port for the first time, and the harbor gives you a uh, momentum, a token, and we used to hang that in the, we hang that in the staircase, and usually we give a momentum of token back. And uh, because the ship is 20 years old, she has been in a lot of places around the world. And we really don't have a list where we have not been, but I think Sydney is the first time, in New Zealand the four ports were the first time. So, I, uh, I think in this area of the world, the ship has not been uh, frequented so much. Uh, we do go to Africa later, and I think we haven't uh, been there either. And then Europe, we have been. So, uh, But I did not have a list of to see where we have been and not been. And I should put somebody oh. in that staircase and marking it. <laughs> That's fantastic, though. It must be always good to go to a new port. And uh, regarding that, what is the hardest Port to get the ship into. Wow! I think if you from your yeah, experience. I think if you ask that to different captains, if you ask that to ten different captains, you will get ten different answers. Uh, I think uh, the most the, the most the difficult part is is there a lot of current? Is there a lot of water? And maybe sometimes it's not so deep. Is there a lot of uh, wind? And what direction? So there are situations that the easiest port can become a very hard port because of the weather. And a very hard port can become an easy port because the conditions are so perfect. So, uh, of course, you really want to make sure that the more room you have, so not no 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 shallows or land around you close by, the more comfort you have. If you have, for example, in Sydney today, yeah, we have to uh, turn the ship in a little basin. You don't have much room. And the weather conditions were good, so it is favorable. But if the weather conditions are are bad, then it becomes a very hard and a harder port. So I really don't have a list of the hardest ports, but there are ports, especially if you work with a lot of current, that um, then I'm happy when you're alongside, so to say, or or gone. Oh, for sure, yeah. So do you always have to use the pilot and tugs when you come into ports like Sydney? Um, uh, pilots, yes, for sure. That is almost everywhere in the world uh, that is uh, mandated by law. And, and that's a good thing because you're together in making sure uh, you s- safely navigate uh, the ship to the dock. And, and, that, and everybody wants to do that safely. And pilots are usually old master mariners and, and they have a standard they follow. And then we work together and we get the job done. Turks depends on the which port, but we are here in the White Bay under the bridge. So uh, we do have two Turks, Turks um, 
therefore contingency if something goes wrong the tugs are there because of course the stakes are so high when you are with the ship in sydney but in general uh, cruise ships are built to go into ports often heavy and average we have five port calls a week so they're also designed to maneuver very well we have powerful thrusters powerful propellers and we are very maneuverable so on that uh, on that hand we are less reliant on tugboats than for example and uh, a cargo carrier. How often do you get a chance to get off and explore some of the places you visit? Um, quite, 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 uh, quite regularly. I think uh, everyone on board uh, is. It is uh, for me highly encouraged uh, as well because it uh, it gives you some time to to see the benefits of the job. It's hard working usually on ships because you go to the different ports. You can uh, emerge yourself in uh, a different uh, space. And culture and police, that's a very good thing just to disconnect for a moment. And I do that myself as well. Uh, for example, now this evening, I have, think I have a disco booked in the opera. I'm going to uh, explore that. And tomorrow, I want to explore in the morning the bridge climb. So, yeah, I try to, 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 to get out there and to, uh, to enjoy uh, these places where we're going, and uh, which is, of course, a huge benefit of, of this job. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you must have Wanderlust to be a captain on a world cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I do like to travel. So do you do you get any days off on the 128-day cruise, or are you always Yeah, no, that call? doesn't work like that. Um, we have to work always, especially for me. It's, it's managing the responsibility. That's my, my job on board, and um, I cannot say... Oh, it's Sunday, staff captain. You will have the responsibility. I am. I'm not there. Uh, that doesn't work like that. That, that the, the maritime world is very traditional. Those traditions uh, they uh, continue. But on the other hand, like for our musicians, it's very hard if you always have to perform each and every night on on on, uh, on a high level. And there are nights that they are off because they just need to rejuvenate and, and uh, that sort of thing. So it depends also a little bit on what position you are on board ship. So how do you negotiate bad weather when you get your weather forecast through and you think, oh, that looks a bit nasty? Oh, what do you uh, do yeah, about that's that? That's an excellent question. For a captain, weather is always on the first of my mind when I wake up. I have these weather programs I'm looking at because, of course, uh, weather can make a ship un- <clears throat> slightly uncomfortable. Uh, so you want to avoid that. And if it's bad weather, yeah, you want to uh, to avoid that as well. So for various reasons, A, can I go into the port or not? Uh, B, if it's uh, on, a, on a transit, uh, is that what is the most comfortable way to transit uh, the Tasman Sea, for example? And we use weather programs for that to navigate it in such a way that, uh, yeah, it is as comfortable as possible. If the weather is really bad, we have to deviate and maybe cancel a port call, and we will do that. Uh, but it is something on my mind. We have also a fleet operations center in Miami, and they monitor us as well. So we have about two or three weather subscribers which are advising us, and then in Miami, and then myself. But the first thing I do when I wake up, check the weather, and let the guests know it's a comfortable and smooth sailing. And so far during this world cruise, we only had comfortable days. So, so far, so good. Oh, that's very good. And are the passengers normally understanding when you have to cancel a port visit due to weather or due to something like cleaning the, the uh, oh, yeah. ship? Uh, yeah, so we did not have those, uh, that issue that, uh, for example, that before entering New Zealand, uh, nowadays you have to make sure your hull is clean. So we did that in Tahiti. 
and uh, the ship came out of the shipyard in December, so we had a beautiful clean hull. But for the weather, yeah, usually passengers really understand that because safety is paramount and you cannot just jeopardize it because of a port call. And while it, it can give some, oh, sure. some a little bit of negative uh, sentiment, usually when you look outside, yeah, you can see we cannot do that. And I have to say my experience, uh, and I, when I read through feedback from, from our guests, that if you, uh, that you, if you cancel a call due to bad weather, that uh, it is appreciated that safety is paramount. So it doesn't happen often. So far, I haven't canceled a single port call during this cruise, and I don't expect to anytime soon either. So on that part, we are good. But if I need to do it, we need to do it. So what is your favorite experience on this particular cruise, like the best port, the most, the prettiest place, the one that you really enjoyed the most on this particular world cruise? Wow, yeah, diff- difficult question again, because everything has something else to offer. If you are in Sydney and you're in downtown Sydney and you have the shops, you have the, the parks, you have the opera house, you have the monuments, and that is one thing. But if you are, for example, in the South Pacific and you have the beautiful beaches and you have the snorkeling, uh, that is that's good too. So, so this like um, sometimes I I compare it to different types of food around the world. Sometimes you are in the mood for Italian or Chinese or or um, or maybe a plain hamburger. That is the same same with what we where we are going. We're going to so many interesting places that everything has, uh, has has something to offer. And sometimes in my profession, I'm biased because if the port is navigational easier, I might like it more than navigational harder ports, which was your earlier question. But I think Sydney is great. I think Auckland was great. Uh, I think the South Pacific was was great. Morea, Papeta. Um, we had a nice uh, little day in Panama. So I think there's a, a lot to do, and, and, and especially for this itinerary, later going to Africa, we're going to Norway, Euro, Northern Europe. I think there's so much to see. Amsterdam, Oslo, Auckland, Sydney, Cape Town, all such great cities. Well, no wonder that the Holland American Line passengers are so loyal, and you have some passengers on their sixth world cruise. I just spoke to one before. What do you think they love about Zyderdam? I think it's the service and the connection. They have with the crew members and the team members on board, and, and the service provided. And I think that is a strong, a strong factor for the loyalty from uh, from our guest, our dear guest. I have to say, there's uh, it. It really is uh, something special. I have. Uh, crew members who, who know almost all the guests by name. It, it's an enormous feat, and um, it's nice to see. But you can t- see that the guests really like to uh, to come back for that. Helen Hayes there with Captain Fredo Kramer, master of Holland America's Zyder Dam. This is the Travel Rider Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.